think so. I think so. Episode 76, 76 of the throne. We're almost at 100. I'm like super stoked. Almost there. Uh, just want to start the show real quick. Give a shout out to my uh, drumstick sponsor, XL Drumsticks. Recently gave me uh, my own signature stick and whatnot. They're awesome. So shout out to them. And uh, check out youknowyoutheband.com if you want to check out any of our EPs and shit like that. Make sure y'all peep that. Other than that, let's get right into it. I'm joined by Sandy of the Coven. Coven? It's yes. pronounced the same, right? Yeah. You guys just added some letters for legal reasons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, of the Coven. Now, I've had you on before. Uh, that was way, way back in the day before even the first EP came out. Mm-hmm. So now you have something new that's coming out. Yes. And now, uh, has anything been released of this yet? Um, no, we'll be releasing the single off of the new EP, The Girl of the Dreams. The single is Orange Fox. Yeah. And we're having um, a single release party September 7th oh, in Pompano dope. at that's Loser dope. Lounge. Dude, wait, when is that? Do you want to go? Oh, n- for sure. But look, um, you know, September <laughs> 7th, I have an episode for this week. You know, this week uh, it is, uh, the, the, we were recording this. But yeah, so this episode is going to drop the day before that. Oh, it's perfect. the 7th. You said it's the 7th, yeah. right? This episode is going to drop on the 6th. <gasps> so the the single would be technically, if you want to do it for the outro, it would be yeah. dropping the day before and then you go have your show. That's perfect. I oh, that's that. fucking lit. Yeah. The way shit lines up. And we also have a show September 6th at Voltaire. So that would work. Like, oh, with that's the awesome. Too. You could double up. Yeah. Get a cake for both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay. Dude, that's awesome. Okay, so make sure you guys stay tuned for the end of this episode. You get to hear the debut of Orange Fox. Orange Fox, From yes. the... The Coven. Yay. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking stoked. That's going to be awesome. And then you guys have a show at Voltaire uh, Friday night, the night that this would uh, be releasing. And then yes. uh, a show the next day to celebrate the single. Yes. And where is that? That's at Loser Lounge in Pompano. Fuck yeah, that's what's up. I've never been there. Me neither. Word? I need to go. Okay. It's like the it's the same um owner as Beer Punks. So it's oh, like that crowd. Oh, okay. You know? That's what's up, dude. I heard uh well I've I've only played one set at Beer Punks because the set's kinda small. You know, the stage is kinda small. Yeah. <laughs> but we did a uh uh an acoustic set. Oh nice. Did a couple covers and shit. It was fun, you know. We, we it was it was a decent crowd, but uh to do a full set there with like a whole drum set and we have a keyboard, it's two guitar players, bass player, like yeah, and four people sing like it was. It would just be too much. You yeah, know? it would just be a lot. It'd be a lot. <laughs> you don't want to be a lot. <laughs> well, a lot's cool sometimes. Y- yeah, when, but when you got a tiny stage, I That's mean, true. shout out to beer punks, but it's tiny yeah. stage. It's, yeah. it's made for punk. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a three-piece band. You got a three-piece drum kit, bass guitar, and and one of them who's playing the bass or guitar is singing. Boom! Exactly. It's perfect for that. Exactly. Which is basically your setup. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, when uh, I mean, you basically have a new lineup now. Uh, mm-hmm. You got uh, Sandra, Sandra, right? Sandra, okay, yeah. But doesn't she go by Sandy too sometimes? Well, the thing is, is her name is Sandy. We're know. both Sandra, right? But she goes by Sandra. Okay. And we both have German last names, and really? yeah, so we have like a lot of similarities. Okay. So we're the Sandys, <laughs> kind of like okay. the Heather's from okay. the '80s. <laughs> what the fuck? I never heard of them. <laughs> That's why we thought we need to find a girl drummer whose name is also Sandy, but <laughs> or change Cole's name to Sandy. <laughs> just have a whole trio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Sandy could be her stage name. <laughs> yeah, Sandy could be her stage name. Yep. <laughs> It'll work. Fuck it. No one asks any questions. I know. <laughs> So uh, now, I mean, that that's... Uh, do you have another guitar player, too? Yes. I just added him. Oh, okay. He's a boy. That's what's up. He's a very feminist, beautiful, amazing boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. We've just been listening to the Pixies a lot and fucking around with that sound and mm-hmm. um, discovered some new sounds and... Yeah, I felt it needed two guitars because everything now is going to be more, like, dynamic. It's still the same as it was before except it's just gonna have another layer because we started recording and i discovered like you could just do so much with music and like i used to be so minimal and now i'm like 
I like minimalism. And I like to keep that in my music, but I also like experimenting and like you know, just seeing what I can do with it and yeah. and exploring different genres. So like, a lot of the themes that are happening right now with the music is like it's kind of like folky. It's kind of like REM, but it's also like. Um, Bikini Kill And now we're really like Bikini Kill Because yeah. they had a boy guitarist Okay they did? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a all girl band No tripping? actually They okay, all were okay. girls But just a guitarist was okay, a boy Okay 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 I didn't know that And like Hole too Because Eric Erlinson is a boy guitarist <laughs> So I'm like I feel cool <laughs> nah, So you guys are uh, kind of following it Like those were some of the inspirations for, for the EP Yeah Well for the EP it sounds more like Do you know Do you ever listen to Hole? Hole? Is that a band? Yeah, you know Courtney Love, like yeah, the Cobain's yeah, yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah, I know Courtney Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about her. No, I, I, I totally feel you. I'm with you. But the thing is, like, man, I really Does struggle. Does she make good music? Because yeah, her music is amazing, and Shit. I really struggle with that, you know, because it's like, I don't know how I feel about it, but at the same time, I do love her, like, as a persona and a character and a person, mm-hmm. um, and a musician, like, so. Pretty on the inside was uh, Hole's first album, like in the '80s, and like it was just so like atonal and chaotic, and that's a huge influence for me. And then they kind of cleaned it up during Live Through This, and it was like, you know, that '90s alternative sound that's like, it's like happy, sad, and it's heavy, but it's also soft, and it's singing, but it also screaming, and you always hear it in bars because it's so easy, like right, like Soundgarden, yeah, like Soundgarden, but like the more mainstream stuff, like. Or like one hit wonders '90s stuff, okay, like okay. closing time. Yeah, oh god, like, I hate that. That kind of song. vibe. Yeah, like there's like the real grunge bands, but then after that there was like all that poppy stuff. So it's kind of like oh, god, <laughs> the stuff I I've been listening to is. So like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God, I hear it every yeah, night. Anytime at 2 you work retail, they yeah. always play that shit. Doesn't matter what fucking store it is, they got that shit on the fucking playlist. <laughs> Yo, it doesn't matter what time of year it is either. It could be Christmas time. They'll shove it in between fucking two Christmas songs. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yo. Like, we're trying to get you the fuck out of here. Yeah, and it's the sixth time that it's played today, too. Like, yo, I used to work at a Denny's. Not to get sidetracked, I'm sorry, but I used to work at a Denny's. And for some reason, every day, like around five, I used to work the graveyard shift. So around five in the morning, I would go clean the bathrooms and shit. And for some reason, every day... that I worked around five in the morning while I'm cleaning the bathroom, Dancing Queen was playing. <laughs> and I fucking hate that song. I hate now. that song too. Yo, yo, I fucking can't stay just because of the, that job where I had to listen to that same fucking song while I was sitting there mopping the fucking floor in the bathroom at Denny's at five in the morning. Listening to this buzz. Dancing Queen. Like, why the fuck are you yeah, so happy? I'm not trying to hear that shit. <laughs> Yo, and what is up with like people back in the day writing songs were really cool with banging seventeen year olds? They're like, yeah, she's seventeen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Whoa, wait, wait a minute. I know. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait, this is kind of weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, it, people only think about that now because back in the day, like that wasn't a thing. Yeah, it was kind of like a wink, wink, nod, nod type shit. Yeah, which is weird. Like taboo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. People, well, I not th- actually know that it wasn't taboo. I think it thing. was like the age of consent was younger, like in England. Or, or I don't know if it was here too around that time. Yeah, like I think that. it was in the seventies or something. That the, I don't know. It was very fucking weird times back in the day. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm glad that I'm around now. There's yeah, so, there's so much too. technology and shit. Like you can produce so many things yourself now. I was just thinking about that on the way here. How about, like just, in what way? How you just have so many resources now and like. There's YouTube, first of all. Mm-hmm. You can you can literally fix your life on YouTube. <laughs> you can just like be like, oh, yoga and like how to cut tomatoes and like <laughs> how to save money or right, like right, how right. to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just gobble that shit up. How to's all day. How to's. I'm just like TED Talks. Yeah. I'm a Capricorn moon in my horoscope and like I'm always like who I am at the core is always trying to like improve myself. And okay. so. I always I'm like a sucker for all that like um what is it self help uh, stuff okay, like I okay, love okay, it okay, I just okay. like I'm always like making goals and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> doing a uh, uh, vis- uh what do they call it visual boards and yeah, shit or like yeah. you, you put shit on a on a on a board like that you want or yeah. something I don't um, know what it's called they did it on an episode board. a vision board they did yeah. it on an episode of it's always sunny 
Oh in yeah, Philadelphia, and they all had the silliest shit on their yeah. On oh their my god, boards. that's my favorite show ever. Oh my, I fucking <laughs> love that show, man. Uh, they, I just recently got access to someone's Hulu account. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying I got access to an account, <laughs> and I started rewatching some of the old episodes. Man, it's a fucking great show, man. If 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 we lose, uh, what's his name? Uh, Danny DeVito Anytime soon man I'm gonna be so disappointed Oh Don't curse it He's old man <laughs> He's getting there dude No I mean how many people I mean we lost so many Like random Like people you wouldn't expect Like Prince died out of nowhere David Bowie Yeah Uh, Fucking Chris Cornell Chester Bennington Like yeah. All these people Just fucking out of nowhere just I know It's kind of fucking crazy Isn't it Yeah What do you think is. about This 27 Club shit Do you think it's like real I think so. I think because of there must be something There's that some happens. Kind of curse or something? It could be a curse. It could be that people believe in a curse cuz I know that I think that um Jimi Hendrix like predicted his own death. I you think know? they say that with so but it's so I don't know if it's like loosely interpreted, you but know, like, from you certain know how lyrics. People, I think that people like romant like when you're a rock star you like romanticize your life and you're like you see it like this big like movie story and i think that that's how you like kind of project your own like time you think you're gonna die you're like oh i'm not gonna live long because that's like cool or whatever right you know so maybe like there's a way that you like influence that like spiritually somehow you somehow magnetize the energies into manifesting because you know you're gonna die at like 50 or something because you're like oh well i have a family history of people dying and my family of this so like you believe it enough that it happens or i think i wonder if something happens with some sort of like insurance or like if people like if there's some conspiracy that people get like killed off at 27 well, or people you know what i mean like yeah, what yeah. the deal is with the age 27 or just that it happens to be that time around when people um kind of expire in the music business in a way i know what you're saying like or, their their value has run out yeah, or the, it's gone so big that they may they might be better off dead. And like, yeah, I've heard that else. about Michael Jackson and shit. But actually, yeah. in regards to Jimi Hendrix specifically, apparently, uh, after he died, like his his girlfriend uh, committed suicide. Supposedly, oh, she damn. off a roof, right? But speculation is that she was thrown off that roof. You know, shit. Yeah, that because like they, she, I think she she like knew that they had fucked Jimmy up like on purpose somehow because he OD'd. Or something yeah. like that. So they were. I think she she felt like someone had did it, and maybe someone didn't. The, the fact that she died recently or soon after. Yeah. If I'm remembering that correctly, I could be yeah. way off, Damn. but I'm pretty sure. Like, there's some deep ass conspiracies about about shit like that. Yeah. Uh, I recently learned about that with the Jimi Hendrix thing. Yeah. That's no, crazy. I mean it's wild, bro. I, it wouldn't be too too far out of the the imagination to think of something like that because I mean the time he died, the '60s. I mean, there was no internet. There weren't street cameras. There wasn't you know, like cell phones or anything yeah. like that. So it's like the the it was so much easier to get away with a crime back then. Yeah. Than it is now. Now it's like fucking. Oh, he left a hair at the scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> what? He did what? Like now it's like you watch fucking any crime show and they get you for like the craziest shit. It's like he breathed a little hard on this doorknob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sighed as he walked in and we trapped his breath in the DNA <laughs> evidence led to his murder uh, prosecution. I was like, what the fuck? And you can check people's like phone records. Yeah, it pinged off the cell tower, which puts you right here at the scene of the crime. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, I've, I've actually heard that uh, there's some defense lawyers that like, like I just recently watched uh, uh, this like three part documentary, like three episode thing on uh, the Casey Anthony case. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, that was like right here. That was in Orlando. Oh, shit. In the Kissimmee area and shit. Did you, do you remember that story? Yeah. The Casey Anthony shit? Yeah. So um, I was watching and, you know, the, the whole story that the prosecution was going to explain was that, you know, she killed her daughter and dumped the body and that. And the first thing that uh, the, the defense lawyer does, like defending uh, Casey Anthony, so he like basically flips the story on its head. Like he's like, uh, it, wa- it wasn't a murder. She fell in the pool, and her dad helped her cover it up. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, just completely like changed the target and like made her the victim. Talked about how like she was abused by her father, and that's why she's a pathological liar and shit. Like he was trying to, like it, they, they used the craziest logic in court, dude. It's, it's kind of crazy. Damn. Yeah. 
Uh, and then she ended up getting off, which is kind of yeah. wild. I think she still lives here in Florida. Uh, That's fucked up. But we got way, way off. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, it got, got dark off, real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I actually... Um, so I'm not <laughs> 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 Just went from like, yeah, I'm a Capricorn moon to Casey Anthony killed her daughter and got off with murder. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, wait, what are we talking about? Guitars and shit? Like, Guitars. Um, but, but no, back back to the horoscope shit. Like, I'm still kind of a, like uh, someone who, like, doesn't check it on the daily or whatever. And uh, I remember last time we, like, briefly got into it. But, like, do you do, you do like, readings and shit? Like, are you, like, deep, deep into that? Um, I'm deep into it, like, for myself. Right, and I have right. a friend named Ashley. Who, she's amazing at it. Um, and... I always ask her stuff, but I've done it for my friends and stuff because you just go on this. Well, I don't have the app. Right. I don't know. I'm so stupid. I never like make my life easy <laughs> and get apps. I go to the website. It's this thing called astrolabe.com and uh-huh. you put in all your information, like the time you were born, the where you were born, just because the hemisphere, I guess, matters. And then, um, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, you put in all you your information, all your information the date and the year, and then it matters it like what hemisphere you. you were born in. Yeah, why I don't quite that... understand why that is, okay, why they okay. ask you that, but um, yeah, so it tells you what to what degree you're in each of these planets in a certain area of your life, basically. So, um your son is like okay so you're a gemini i remember that yeah that's like what like the day you were born you know right and then your time influences your rising sign which means how you are seen to the world yeah do you know about horoscopes no not at all okay. that's what i'm saying like i, I just kind of know that like you know some with the stars and then they post it every day and then you're supposed to check it <laughs> well it's the planets and like there's oh, like the, the there's just like the sun and then there's like where the horizon was which is your rising sign okay so and like then, if i know the time i was born would you be able to like tell me yeah i'd okay. be able to tell you like okay about so I was, i'm pretty sure i was born at like 354 a.m are you sure yeah like around four in the morning like for sure okay so okay okay i'm very curious I, i've always kind of wanted to do something like that just to kind of uh like see what it's all about i've had people like tell me like yo we should go get like psychic readings and stuff i'm always like nah like for what i'm not gonna drop like 20 dollars <laughs> on that shit or whatever yeah that's true and uh i don't know but it'd be something interesting to do here on the podcast maybe we could do it live a fucking whatever yeah. i don't know <laughs> so what is this gonna tell me if i give it all my effort like what does it do so what it tells you is basically the way i see it is when you were born it creates like a snapshot of the cosmos the mm-hmm. m- like the second you were born which is the second your head pops out or, or yeah. your whole body well what do you your whole body i think because okay. when the doctor says you're born and it's so like, like you're out once the the foot exits like once the last yeah the limb, last little yeah whatever the last limb. bit of you okay yeah In that moment yeah okay. a piece of flesh <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so a snapshot of the cosmos is yeah like and a it's screenshot? like the like, way that yeah like a screenshot <laughs> and it's like all the energies of where the planets are like what like where they are influence you so like for example you have different areas of your life for example your love life okay venus is the planet of love so yes. you're like you have a certain horoscope in venus like okay. my or my venus is in pisces eh which means that, like, so I'm an Aries, but that doesn't mean that in my love life I'm an Aries. Whoa. In my love life, I'm like a Pisces, which means I'm, like, a super romantic, all about fantasy and, like, super, like, into charming people and, like, all about, like, like, my life is like a romantic comedy, you know? And then, let's say, my emotional state is my moon, which is my Capricorn. I see things kind of, like, like, logically pertaining to, like being productive so i can tend to like think that some emotions aren't important right now because i need to work so what dictates um like how in each aspect of your life you are certain other horoscopes like what dictates that like the time you were born the hemisphere you're in like that stuff yeah okay so if you were born in a different hemisphere you might be a different uh horoscope in your love life or 
a different horoscope in um in another aspect of your life? Yes, That's I'm not fucking, really sure about the ho- the atmosphere. Do you think you'd be the same person if you were born maybe like in another country? I don't really know. I don't understand why the hemisphere would make a difference. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. so that's, what, that's what makes me kind of. But when they ask you, it. Uh-huh. it asks you for where you were born. Right. You know. So I imagine that must be significant. So I'm still learning, but I have this awesome book that like just tells you everything. But when I like observe certain people, I'm like, damn, that shit's like so crazy because it describes who they are in certain ways. Right. I mean, it could it could paint your perception, and but also the way I understand the universe to be is that everything is spiritual and everything is a sign. There's almost no such thing as spirituality. Everything is equally as spiritual, this water bottle, you know. Um, so the fact that horoscopes is presenting itself to me is, is a sign just like anything else. It's the same thing as tarot or like reading tea leaves or your palm. It's like... It's not that that particular method has any power in itself, mm-hmm. but the universe is always looking to show you signs. And so if you say, I'm open to this by like pulling out the Ouija board, then it will give you something, an answer of some sort, whatever you expect it to be because of your perception on it. That's interesting. You so know what I mean? Almost like a placebo. Like if you believe yeah. it enough, you'll you'll find the answer that you want almost. Yeah, like a placebo, but also the universe is in on it because it's... It's giving you a random thing. Like, have you ever seen those things where, like, they'll have a GIF where it shows you, like, a million images, and if you screenshot it, it'll take a random one? Yeah. Like, that is significant. If something is, quote-unquote, random, that's significant because you were meant to see that in the moment, you know? Right. Like, the other day I was at Inkoate Art Gallery, and we had a ritual, like, thing, and it was Brubby... And modern natives first oh, ever. Awesome. Oh Shout my god, they're so good. They're so good. I and love they're so them. young, right? Yeah, I know. They're Yo. so cute, dude. Like, but and they have badass. chops. Like, they dude. have chops. Their song, so that, good. That was on the episode. I was super impressed, man. Like, oh my god, I love them. I'm obsessed with them. Shout out to Bravi. Yo. Yes, shout come, out to Bravi. Come Brubby. back on the show. Yeah, they were a hoot. Did you listen to their episode? No, I need to. You should listen to their episode because okay. it was fucking hysterical. They're they're a bunch of clowns. Like they're a bunch of characters. Know, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, and their Instagram videos. feed is fantastic. <laughs> Make sure you guys follow them. Bravi Band. I'm pretty sure is yes, what it is on, on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram. Um, their feed is hysterical. Like they always post funny ass videos. Like I'm I'm like jealous. Like I'm like I wish I was that cool with my bandmates. Like to do silly shit like that. <laughs> like we're cool. We're cool. We go out to eat and shit. You know. But like they're not that silly. Like they're gonna be like, no, what the fuck are we gonna do that for? <laughs> but like they run with it, man. They oh, take man. it. Anywhere. They they look like they're having so much fun man shout out to brovi yes but so you were out there at the gallery watching watching modern natives and them and shit and yeah and then what happened um, what were we talking about um i think we're talking about horoscopes and shit yeah and then wait i was gonna say something about how this is what you do brovi what was it i know it's brovi's fault it's all their fault (laughs) when was this show this was on saturday hmm it was so good. That was mad recent. It was, was so like fun. A couple days ago. Wait, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, okay. Here we go. So, <laughs> so Thaddeus has a way of like understanding um, the supernatural that's very interesting. Like he believes in it the way that a, an atheistic sort of Satanist thinks about things. Like it's fun to kind of scare people and i i'm like with him on this so this is my view so like i give power to the things that i do i practice wicca because i know that i control things with my mind and i don't need tools but i do it because it's fun and like to relate to it so he understands that too he's like you know you really don't have a master you are the master of your experience and if you use like tarot or you use voodoo dolls, it's just about the energy you put into it. But you don't need tarot and voodoo dolls. The universe is always giving you signs. You know what I mean? You know, everyone's had certain experiences, no matter how like like logical they might be. They still believe in right. some sort of force. I, I, I believe that they do. Um, 
so it was just funny because like he kind of makes fun of it like he believes in it but he knows he gives power to it and he whatever so he had this really cool tarot deck and he came over to me because i was like really sad that the tarot card reader left early because at first like not a lot of people were there and then all of a sudden all these people came and she had already left and i like couldn't yeah. get a reading and i was like damn it so damn. he came over and he's like fucking around and he's like oh this is your card here and this is your love life and then all of a sudden he put down this this card called judgment and it was like so cool. I took a picture of it and I put it on the Coven Instagram, uh-huh. and it like stuck out to me. And I was like, "Oh my god, there's something about that card." So I looked it up, and it was like super relevant to me. And yeah, I guess you could say like I, it's how I perceive it. But the thing is, like I know with my intuition and my gut that that was that message was meant for me, even though he was fucking around. But that was an instance where it just came out. He wasn't doing it properly or anything like that. And also having a process and doing something properly and finding like a legit tarot card reader mm-hmm. influences you to believe, right? Just like with doctors, you're like, oh, well, this person has a certification or this person has a degree. So that right. influences my belief. Right. We right, create right. the universe and, and we believe things enough that things become solid and real, you know? Right. And, you know, like, I think that the, just the way the world formed was created that way. Someone thought a thought and was like, oh, tea. Like, tea was discovered. Some dude, like, left, like, boiling water and leaves. And, like, it was like, oh, my God, this cool thing. But there was a need for tea. It's Someone, like, sp- like a sprouted a thought that was like, oh, man, there should be a thing that extracts, like, chemicals from plants you know, a little bit more specifically, and then, like, boom, it happened. And, like, that's just the way that the universe unfolds. And so that's the point of the coven. That's the mission statement. And so um, that you create your own universe, and Mm -hmm. you are a witch. Everyone is. And I don't want to hoard that knowledge. I think that the world would be a better place if we all knew, like, our own powers that we have to influence our lives with our thoughts and our subconscious mind. And I've been getting really into, like, subliminal messages. Lately. So conscious mind, that's a scary topic. But um, before I forget, um, <laughs> uh, the mind is a powerful thing. So yeah. I feel like the what you were saying, if you give power to something, you're you're more. It's more inclined to be real to you, whatever yeah. it may be, whether it's ghosts or fucking Bigfoot or yeah, uh, you know, studying uh, you know, shit like tarot cards or, or doing palm readings and stuff like that. Like you said, if you give it enough power, like your brain is going to convince you it's real. I mean, like, uh, the placebo effect to me is something that's crazy. I feel like we yeah. should do more studies on it. I don't know. Maybe I should read more. <laughs> There's probably been a bunch of studies done on it. But <laughs> it's like all the scientists listening is like, damn, you're yeah, late. Yeah, bro, for real. But, um, <laughs> like, that is just, like, kind of crazy. Like, people that are sick just start taking sugar pills and then believing it's working and then they're not sick anymore mm-hmm. or the symptoms go away at the very least, something like that. And it's kind of crazy, like, that in itself proves how powerful the mind can be. I mean, yeah. literally, like, you just believing you're taking some medicine and the mind's like, oh, I guess we're not sick no more, you know? Yeah. And then you're just not feeling those symptoms. Uh, so I can definitely, like, maybe if I sat down with a professional or something, or if I found a card that was given to me in a reading or whatever that I did do research into and I felt, like, kind of related to me, I would maybe uh, be more open to it, but, like, I've... I've been talking to a life coach. Shout out to uh, Ashley, my life coach. You know, nice. uh, I had her on the podcast. I met her at a at a show and stuff, and uh, I just been working with her for a couple of weeks. Um, and she was talking about like the law of attraction and shit like that, and how the universe like you can manifest things and shit. And I don't know, I'm still kind of skeptical about it. Like, are you into stuff like that, like the law of attraction and like feeling like. Uh, you know, yeah. you can manifest things by like just like uh, she was talking about um, going through um, like a mental rehearsal, like before you go through something and shit. Like, oh, that's yeah. I don't because know. so the whole thing, like when you first start out learning about it, is it seems really like simplified. But the thing is, when you are manifesting something, you also accentuate all the things that are keeping you from it like the like the skepticism and the belief or something will happen that will try and um in a sense test your belief mm-hmm. so you have to like persevere through that and um for example you want like i don't know 10 bucks <laughs> right let's say for example and um but you don't believe you can have 10 bucks so like you'll feel like okay you'll start attracting it you'll visualize or whatever but then 
immediately after the feeling of like, oh, not deserving 10 bucks because it's something that I would get outside of my job or like you start justifying like, where would I even get 10 bucks? And blah, blah, blah. how would it even happen? And that process is a very thing that pushes it away. Right. So the oh, law of attraction okay. is true, but it's not as simple as just like doing that, you know, thinking of the thing. It's kind of like a whole process because the universe goes, are you sure? Are you sure you want this? What if this happened? Do you still want it? It has to be really from your core that you want something and you have to explore why you want that thing so that it's pure when you have it, you know, and that's why gratitude. Does she talk about gratitude and stuff like that? Maybe we haven't gotten there yet, but um, that helps because you tell the universe that you're grateful for what you already have. Like, okay, the one dollar I have right now in my pocket and then that frequency goes out into the universe and then you attract the 10 bucks. Mm. But when you let it go, it only happens when you like forget about it. Yeah, that, that it's funny. Like when you're not looking for something, is when you run into it. Like yeah. uh, sometimes you, I'll, I'll uh, just like in the actual literal sense, like I'll lose something, like I don't know what a knickknack, a CD, whatever the fuck, and you spend a week looking for it desperately, trying to find it, and then you're like, fuck it, I can't find it. And then a month later, you just find it like rummaging through, not even thinking about it. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because this crazy ass thing happened to me today. So I did this like really intense meditation Mm -hmm. where instead of just acknowledging like existing, like I am, you just acknowledge I, I, like just the consciousness. So you just feel consciousness. You don't have any thoughts. You're just empty. And so I was doing that while cleaning the bathtub because it was really cathartic to just like clean shit and also clean my soul. And there was this looper pedal that my boyfriend, like, lost in my house somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to get really paranoid about it. And I thought, like, maybe someone stole it. Like, I don't know. And then I thought, like, no, I'm just going to attract it. And that was a few days ago. And then I was scrubbing the tub. And then I saw this, like, Publix bag that was, like, hanging in the bathroom. And I went to go throw the rag away. And then I quickly took it back because the looper pedal was in that bag for, like, weeks holy shit and i was like dude so all i had to do was like let go of everything and my magic and my power came to me and i was able to find something that and like just because i'm hispanic like my mom like prays to san antonio like whenever you lose something you know like, oh, shit. Oh. so like i put power into that because that's something my mom always said so like i always was like oh san antonio like help me find this thing you know and it worked uh-huh. just because i believed in it you know that is some funny shit do you do you ever not to diminish anything but do you ever just sit back and think like maybe it was just a coincidence that i happened to find this thing when i decided to just like talk to san antonio well the thing is like you just have so many situations that line up like that that you're just like not can it's they like, all be coincidences basically is like but do you think no, it's no, no, a I'm coincidence saying, saying, that like, they're all coincidence no no no, no. <laughs> Coincidence within a coincidence. <laughs> Coinception. No. <laughs> Whoa. Yo. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, yeah, I guess at, at a certain point is like how many times, can, I mean, how often does that shit happen to you? Like all the time, okay, but well, only see, if I'm in that. Different. That doesn't happen to me that often because well, I don't usually pray or anything like that. Well, if this is the first time you're learning about the law of attraction, it's just like that it just yeah, yeah, happens yeah. to be coming to you now. So the thing is, I've been seeking that information for like ever since I was 17 mm. and I'm 27 now. And so like oh, I've wow. been through a lot of stuff Stuffs. with, yeah, like I had this really spiritual awakening after like this like dark time that i had like in college it was kind of like an identity crisis i guess and then all of a sudden i decided to like just let go of everything and and i was able to um if i thought about something or somebody the thing would happen and the person would show up like it was so crazy it's just a frequency that you get to Mm -hmm. it's not a place it's a frequency it's just knowing that you are god and that you control everything and you're just like wow this is cool and but you have to let go the whole thing about the ego is like not that the ego is a thing that's out to get you it's just that like if you stick to things and identify as things the world becomes so heavy and you don't see how you're just a part of everything you know so if you sit back and just observe in the purest state then things just happen like that you don't need any like are you sure are you sure are you sure it's just like yes because you've already like looked at yourself and you know exactly that you deserve those ten dollars 
You know, and I say $10 because if you start small, you'll be able to attract it because you're like, oh, of course, $10 can happen. Like, my mom can give me $10. That's fine. What about a million dollars? You know, you might think, like, oh, that'll never happen. So, like, that idea makes it so it doesn't ever happen. Or it'll take, like, 10 years to happen. So then it'll take 10 years to happen because you said 10 years. So it's weird. The universe is kind of like this interactive process between you... Like a new child. Oh, shit. <laughs> there goes the mic. <laughs> there goes the mic. Like you're like a child, and then you're also learning from a world that's already existing, but that you kind of created like before you were born. Like, you know? No, like I don't. Of, that's why I asked. Okay, so there's a set of circumstances that you created before you came into this world uh-huh. so that you could have this human experience because right. you're a, a spiritual being living a human existence. Right, right, Not right, the other right, way right, around. You right. know what I mean? Like... Like, your story, it's arbitrary. You could have been me, and I could have been you. Maybe. You know? It, you're just a different point of perspective. Well, I do believe that... I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but I feel like that the alternate dimension theory and that there's just infinite other dimensions that just have infinite possibilities where, like, yeah. there's another dimension where I'm being interviewed by you on your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Fuck, you know? <laughs> um, but um, it's just... I don't know. I, I I was raised very religious, you know, Christian. Uh, and then at some point I just grew. No, I don't want to say grew out of it, but that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I just, um, I, you know, I started listening to uh, like George Carlin and stuff. And that yeah. was kind of the main uh, arbiter of like implanting that doubt in my mind of mm-hmm. like, oh, this could be bullshit. And then it, I kind of I just kind of felt like it was like it just stopped making sense to me at some point. And so I kind of, um, ever since then, I've kind of been a skeptic with, with things like that. And so when I hear about the law of attraction and just, like, manifesting things and, like, uh, on the surface level, it doesn't, it sounds kind of silly. But right. when you actually delve into it uh, and you put it the way you put it and where it's not just you just sit around thinking about shit all day, you, like, put those thoughts, like, almost into action. I don't know. I feel like yeah. if you're setting goals, then you have to take steps towards those goals, you know, regardless if it's small, like get $10 or big, like get a million dollars or yeah. whatever. So like, let's say y- your goal is to get a million dollars and you can think small, like, well, I got to start my business or whatever. Well, if I got to start my business, then let's start small. Like, and then you, you start taking action towards the million dollars, which yeah. is different than, you know, you just think, oh, manifest it all. Oh, if I just think about a million dollars hard enough, it'll just fucking show up in my account. Yeah. Which is like almost like an easy way to dismiss it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you actually delve into it, like like uh, like I said, you can get a deeper understanding of it. And that's why I asked, because I wanted a deeper understanding of it. Because, I'm like I said, I'm very skeptical. I'm still not even 100% on it yet, but I've, I have a better understanding of it. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you you mentioned the words hard enough, if you think of something hard enough. So if you, if you come to it from a place of desperation, mm-hmm. like, oh, I need this million bucks. Right then it can't happen because you're coming from the frequency of need of lack but if you come to a space where you feel like almost like you don't even need the million bucks but you have the good feeling that the million bucks brings that feeling of let's say you want to manifest security right everybody wants that yeah everybody deserves that security freedom you know freedom to do whatever you want whenever you want for me it's freedom to eat out whenever i want you know that's what i always <laughs> manifest because i just fucking hate cooking um <laughs> i feel you on that jesus i'm a millennial what can i say i eat avocados um <laughs> avocado toast. Avocado toast. <laughs> that's like a new invention bro i never I know, heard of anybody so putting avocado on their toast before 2018 dude it's so good with like red pepper flakes you're going two millennials for me now <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old are you? No, I'm younger than you. Yeah? By how? a lot. Now, how old do I look is a better question. Like? I already said uh, I'm younger than you. By a lot? Not by a decent amount. Are you 21? Oh, no, no, no. 24? I'm 23. 23. Okay, I ju- I that's what turned... I was going to say first, and I didn't trust my gut. Well, that's what happens. You, oh, ma- man. you manifested the wrong number. Damn no. it. <laughs> I should have, like, uh, damn. No, no, but I just turned 23 uh, in June, so. So nobody likes you. Huh? No, no, nobody likes you when you're told. Where the fuck did that come from? I've, I've seen so many girls capture their that's Instagram that on their birthday, but, like. Was that a Taylor Swift song? Oh or something? no, it's a pop punk. Oh, who is it again? Nobody likes you when you're twenty. Oh, is that Blink One Eighty Two? Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two. Well, I don't, I don't like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like Travis Barker. I think Travis yeah, Barker's a I think dope he's drummer. Cool. Yeah, 
uh, and he kind of started that kind of like I don't know, like a rap, uh, like a mm, I don't know how to put it. If he started something, I don't know. But he was the first drummer that I saw do a drum cover to like a hip hop song. Yeah, he did a drum cover to Crank That Soldier Boy. Oh, way back in like '06 <laughs> on MySpace. That was the golden age Dude. of of uh, hip hop. Yeah, you feel me? Like <laughs> the rap rock crossovers and shit. And so I, and that was the first drummer I saw do that, and I thought it was really dope. And then now you can look up a drum cover to like a bunch of hip hop songs, you know. Like uh, I saw someone do one to Sicko Mode by Travis Scott, and that shit was. I mean, I don't know if it was. Oh yeah, right I heard yet. that. But uh, no, nah, dude, the drum that he did to it. I mean, it was it was so dope, and uh, it kind of opened my eyes to, to shit like that. And uh, he ended up doing a song with XXX Tentacion before he died. Oh. And shit, uh, he did like a drum drum track for him and shit. So he he was like a a. a the first like rock star that I saw like kind of meddling with uh with rappers and shit before yeah. you know I wasn't around when the Run DMC Aerosmith shit was going down and then I did actually uh there was Jay Z and Linkin Park before oh, that yeah. so there was that and then Travis Barker did that drum cover to me it was cool because I was a drummer you know but yeah so I don't I don't know I don't fuck with Blink One Eighty Two do you like Blink One Eighty Two um, You're in a punk band. You should love them. No, I'm kidding. Well, not that guy. <laughs> I mean, they're okay. They're good. Are I just they pop don't punk really. or are they punk? They're, I would say they're pop punk because it's like it's got this certain specific sound, like yeah, 2000s, like that angsty. Like 90s. Yeah, it's super angsty. Yeah, but it's also like put together. So like the kind of punk that I listen to is like the Germs. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mentioned, Hole, and it's very Bikini dirty. Bikini Kill, right? Bikini Kill, yeah, Babes in Toyland. Ba- and, oh, um, I thought you said Babes in Toyland. I was like, that's a punk ass name. <laughs> babes in Toyland. Florida Georgia Line. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. Mumford and Sons, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh do you like God. country? Um, Lately, I'm getting into it. So I'm also in like a jazz R&B like pop band okay. called El Sereno. Okay, yeah, and I peeped a couple posts about that. I was confused. Yeah. So we're doing like some classic country covers, like Jolene and like uh, Angel from Montgomery. Never heard that. Um, I've by heard Bonnie Wright. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I've been getting into like classic country, um, and some pop country is fun to sing, you know. <laughs> but I don't actually like yeah. listen or ever in the mood for country. Honestly. Yeah, me either. Lately, I've just been listening to, like, Pixies a lot. I like folky stuff. Like, I can do with folky indie music, you know what I'm saying? But I I can't do, like, country. Yeah. I don't know. Not that I can't do it. I'm sure if there's certain... I like Johnny Cash, you know? Yeah, Johnny Cash is really cool. He's dope. You know, he's a cool old white guy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's, like, really dark and, like, Yeah, it's very dark. Yeah. Ah, man, like, who hurt that guy, man? I know. Uh, he hurt himself, apparently, mm. uh, if you listen to that yes. song. <laughs> Yo, uh, that song was in uh, the movie Logan, the last Wolverine movie that Hugh Jackman did. Oh, yeah. That movie was fantastic. It was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, it's been a while. But uh, that was a great movie. I want to rewatch that. Um, speaking of, like, uh, music and shit and, and kind of getting into that old school uh, stuff, like, Nowadays, people don't really care too much about physical, having physical copies of music. Yeah. So for this upcoming uh, EP, are you gonna are you gonna do physicals for it? Or is it gonna be a digital only release? Have you thought about um, it? Yeah, actually, I'm gonna have CDs there because like people still ask me mm-hmm. for that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So like, I'm gonna do it for the actual release. I feel know? like dog. I feel like people. <laughs> People ask for CDs like out of courtesy, dog. Like I feel like nowadays, like no one really wants your fucking CD. Yeah, yeah. like my mom I'm not, I'm, does. I'm not okay. Yeah, come on, my mom wants my CD too. <laughs> feed my little mijo. Feed my little. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, yo, but um, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> but like, there's been times where I mean, not to be a dick, but like someone's give me their CD. And then I'm like, oh, hell yeah, done. And then it goes in the car and it never gets listened to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's also been times where, bro, I swear to you, ask uh, Alex, my bass player, bro. We did a show one time uh, and um, this fucking blonde chick, I don't know, she was drunk as shit. And she, but she was like jamming the fuck out right up front, whatever, bomb. And then after she comes up to Alex and shit, like, wow, you guys were awesome. And I'm standing there, like, next to Alex, whatever. And she's, like, wrapping it up with him and shit, chopping it up. 
And then she's like, oh, man, like, if you guys have a CD or something. I was like, you know what? It's crazy. We actually have our EP in the car. It's five bucks. You want one? She's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> Yo, but I'm like, she was talking, hyping us up for like, for like 10 minutes. Like, standing there like, and the lights, and the this, and the that, and the songs. And it was so heavy. I mean, she was drunk. Like, I could tell. But then I was like, when you put her on the spot, like, we, we do have CDs. They're five bucks. Do you want one? She's like. No, no, I'm good, I'm good. But you guys were awesome. <laughs> it was like, oh fuck God. you, dude. Like, <laughs> ah, man. Come on. You can't be gassing us up like that. I know. Anyone ever done that to you? I mean, you guys have merch, right? Yeah. Have had merch in the past? Yeah, we've had merch. And someone's um, like, yo, you got... What? Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it bothered me. It bothered me so much. And him, too. He was mad as fuck. He was like, this bitch is talking to me for like 10... Wasting my fucking time for 10 minutes. I hate dealing with drunk people. When yeah. I'm sober, oh my god, I hate. Drunk it's the people. worst. No, it's 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 awful. So it's like when you gotta when you gotta be nice because like they're being you yeah know, they're being all com- complimentary and whatnot. You gotta be nice and shit, and then it's like, do you want to support? Like nah, yeah. nah, nah. I know. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, it, it is dope though when um when uh you you do get someone who does want to support like uh when yeah. we did the revolution show. Uh, I, uh, a lot of friends came out. A lot of friends bought shirts and CDs and stuff, and I really appreciate those people, man. Yeah, like totally. It makes it worth doing. Not that making music in, in itself isn't a rewarding process, but uh, but that's the way you're gonna make money these days. Is that a Jigsaw Youth shirt? Yes, that band from from New York. New York, yeah, dude. They follow my podcast on Instagram. <gasps> that's awesome. Dude, They're so good. I was like, I was bummed because like they followed me like. Two weeks after they did a couple shows down here. Yeah? Yeah, let me make sure if they still follow me before I go talking out my ass. I just, I, I, I'm pretty sure that they follow me. But um, I, I heard about them like that. Like, uh, uh, they, they, they just um, started following me on. Yeah, dude, check it out. They follow me on Instagram. Yeah! Yo, that's so dope. Dude, they're so cool. I would love to get them on the show, man. Oh, my God, you should. I, I do you like do, I like, said, they followed remote? me. Nah, I, I, I like to have it in studio. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, it's personal and yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I like putting out a good product. And I feel like I see other people, you know, doing interviews, like, on a sharing a microphone or, or doing it on their iPhone or whatever. And, like, I respect the hustle 100%. But I also want to put out something that's audible and clear. Yeah. And not a... a, a a, a pain to listen to you know right yeah and i, I feel comfortable here you know um yeah. i, I kind of like i don't like making people feel uncomfortable so i feel like if i saw someone like a public setting and i shoved my phone in their face like hey you want to talk to me for 10 minutes you yeah, know yeah. instead of like just being like hey man let's kind of pitch them you know like yeah. hey if you want to do an interview i got a studio it's at my house got a little setup you know if you want to do an interview you got an hour to spare like you know here's a card blah yeah i would rather do it that way you know um, but I, I always like uh, meeting new people. So when they followed me, I was like, "Man, this sounds like a legit like this is a cool ass oh name." God. Like, who is Jigsaw using? And then They're I looked so them up, cool. and they had like ten thousand followers. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. But well, then yeah, like it was two weeks after they did a show in Fort Lauderdale, so it was like it was already out of range. But I am going to New York at the end of the year to see the Strokes. Nice. So maybe link up with them then. I yeah. don't know, and then get an interview on my iPhone like I just trashed. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Yo, sometimes when you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah, you know, like um, it'll be cool. I was bummed when I met Anderson Pack and Thundercat because oh, I didn't have shit, no, ca- I, awesome. I didn't have any cards on me, and so I just kind of was like just fanboyed out and asked for a picture. <laughs> I w- to Anderson, I was mad cards. because I, I had a show, I had tickets to see them both at Madison Square Garden. And I missed it because my flight got delayed four hours. So I told uh, Anderson that I was like, "Yo, I had I just came in from Miami. I missed your show and shit, but like, you're a big inspiration for me. Can I get a picture?" He was like, "Oh man, no, you inspired me, bro. You get a picture, bum." Took that picture and then nice. Thundercat was there. He played a set and shit. They were jamming out. I had a chance to get on the drum kit because they were Dude. just letting randos get on the drum kit, and I just didn't do it because I, I pushed out. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have <laughs> jammed with Thundercat, bro. Oh no, but I I, I, I totally pushed out. <laughs> and like that that made me like I was like uh I'm never gonna let that happen again. Like if if the opportunity is there, man, like I gotta take it. Like who knows what have business cards led. on you. That and I gotta <laughs> play the drums even though I would yes. be nervous as shit. But they were just fucking jamming, dude. Like it was chill, it was chill vibes, man. I just got cold feet. Like I got so fucking nervous because Anderson was there looking from the balcony and shit. Like ah, I just got I just I tensed up. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> 
I, I regret it to this day though. But um, I missed the show and I ended up going into the after party. That's how I met them. Uh, and then a couple of days, down. I always tell this fucking story on this podcast. I feel like I should stop telling it. But <laughs> and then a couple of days later, I went to Governor's Ball to see the Strokes, and then I got evacuated thirty minutes before their set on my birthday, and that was super gay, super lame. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? But uh, no, because they said a uh, um. A storm was coming. Oh, yeah. And so they're just like, fuck it, y'all gotta leave now. And everyone, like, rioted and shit. It was like, I had to, like, escape, like, the island. It was on, Ry- uh, not Rikers Island, Jesus Christ. It was on um, Randall's Island, oh, which is, like, a park right off of the island of Manhattan. Oh. Uh, and so you gotta cross a footbridge or drive across a rail bridge. And so I had to cross back into Manhattan in the middle of this fucking rainstorm and... People are stampeding oh and shit. God. It was wild. It was like, I mean, everyone got their money back and shit. And then they did like a, a Reddit Ask Me Anything uh, to like give people clarity. And people were like, bro, like I, I I fucked up my leg fucking trying to run away and shit and got trampled or whatever. My friend got trampled. It was a whole fucking ordeal, Damn, dude. And sucks. people were pissed because they, they postponed the show till 630 when, because they said the majority of the storm was going to happen between like two and four or some shit. And all day it was sunny as fuck until 6.30 when they opened the gates. And so it was like, you all could have pushed the show up instead of pushed it back. Got it done faster and we would have been out before the storm hit. The storm hit at like 9.30 at night. Damn. And so if they had planned it and done it earlier, uh, I mean, a a bunch of people were mad. People were saying um, that the governor's ball was uh, anti-LGBT because Charlie XCX had a set and she got cut when they did the shortened lineup. And they were like, during Pride Month, how the fuck are you going to do this? Cut Charlie XCX has said and shit. And, uh, like, a lot of people were pissed. Like, SZA didn't get to play. The Strokes didn't get to play. Damn. Um, so, yeah, like, it was a big fucking deal. Um, and I missed that. But then the, the Strokes announced a show at the end of the year with Mac DeMarco. So oh, nice. I'm like, yo, that's, like, two of my favorite artists right now. Nice. I got to go. It's in Brooklyn. Um, oh, okay. Which, Brooklyn's, like, the hot spot right now. Like, if we ever play a show in New York... I would love to play it in Brooklyn. Do you yeah. have aspirations to play out of state at some point? I mean, yeah, where do you want to take it with the band? Well, actually, it's funny you talk about New York because I've been speaking with my guitarist. And um, mm-hmm. we're planning a schedule where we're seasonal in New York and we're seasonal here. And then I also want to take it to L.A. Cause, so we're playing with Fuck this yeah. L.A. band <clears throat> called Alice, mm-hmm. which I'm really fucking excited about. Fuck yeah. At when Respectables, is this? October 11th. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, um, we've done like a regional Florida tour, a couple of those, but I'd like to take it up the East Coast and then to go to the West. Um, so, yeah, kind of projecting that for the future, but some of the things in the works even before that are like the release you know what i mean and some music videos that i'm playing yeah yeah um actually i wanted to mention about so like my mom's really gotten into like songwriting and she's a dancer so i've been writing songs with my mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she also is a ballroom dancer and her boyfriend is her dance partner and she'll be choreographing a dance and doing it for um a video for one of the songs on the EP. That's fucking called sick. Clarity, which people have heard before. Ooh. Um, yeah, so it's Ooh. A, it's like a cha cha, so it's like really okay. cool. It's got all these scenes, and it's like oh. you already like started re- recording and editing and stuff. No, just like rehearsing, like oh, okay. what it would be. That's even, cool. You know, choreographing. Yeah, choreographing. Yeah. So yeah, so Excited. the is like going through a lot of cool stuff because I'm just like have so much material, and now that. I have a new lineup. It's like I feel like I have more freedom to to like put all that music out there because you know just different challenges you go through in a band is like you can't get people together and stuff like that. So like yeah, now it's like I found ways around that and through that and to work with that and to just celebrate differences with people and just get the music going because I just have so much music that I want the world to hear and I don't care if I burn myself out. I'll always be writing music. Like, I'm just gonna, like, the coven now is, like, releasing, like, a fuck ton of shit. There's gonna be some surprise singles going on because there were some things that were released before but I had to, like, take them back. You know, and just kind of re-record them again. So they're gonna be singles now. The you're talking about the previous CP? Yeah. That had the you you took that down? Yeah, I took that down. Oh wow! Okay. I have to re-record I didn't know that. that. Yeah. 
Where did you guys end up uh, recording that? The original At Psychochemistry one? Studios gotcha, in okay. Tequesta. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. and it was awesome. Yeah. No, I love doing studio work. It's a great experience. Yeah, it's, it's a lot fun. of fun, and you get to like express yourself, and it's just a. You know, I choose to record with different people at the same time because, um, like I said, it's hard to get with people. So yeah. I, I have so much shit going on that I want to record a bunch of stuff. So I've been recording like a bunch of stuff. Like Tuesdays, I record with this person. Wednesdays, I record that person. And I work on several different projects. I mean, you know? sometimes the best thing to do is to sit there and do it yourself. Like, you got to push yeah. yourself. You, you got to be the one to show the initiative sometimes. And, like, I mean... When you're in a band, you want someone else to to put in their initiative and pull their weight. And sometimes all it takes is one person in a band that could be a fantastic band, but that one person not pulling their weight, yeah, it could hold the whole shit back. And Absolutely. that's that's an issue that we had recently. You know, we had to switch guitarists and shit, and uh, we're still in the process of auditioning and looking for one. And uh, it's just a hard conclusion to come to when. You, like so much of being in a band is being friends with your band members yeah so it's like when when do you draw the line or how do you draw the line between friendship and business and you're all you're all business partners almost and it's hard to make the decision where you got to cut somebody or things have to change um exactly and it's never hard feelings you know uh uh it's just tough man um like you always wish the other person the best and shit you just have to do what's going to serve the music. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You have to. The show must go on at the end yeah. of the day. It's an old saying, but it's a true saying. The show must go on, and you can't let one person not doing their part or one person just not having the same uh, goals, same idea, for or the same vision. Is a way that is a good word for it. <clears throat> Everyone has to have the same vision for it to be successful. You know. Yeah. Uh, so once you find someone who fits your vision, I mean, I think shit takes off from there, and like. I think uh, the amount of content that you guys have been putting out, videos and stuff, and you have a lot of ideas that you want to do. You want to redo certain uh, old songs. Like, you're taking your energy, and you found the people who are matching your energy and people who are uh, like-minded and want the same things. And it, you, I, I feel like you find it easier to, to make the music. And, like, that's always a good thing. Like, if, if you can express yourself and find people who... Uh, vibe with you and vibe with your how you're expressing yourself and shit it makes making the music a lot easier like there's a lot of songs that Alex came and showed us and stuff because Alex is the same way he just writes material all day our singer Uh, and so he'll come to me with an idea and and like I'll be like yo I feel that like I want to sing this line or let's do like an extra uh, harmony here or whatever like we're, we're we we're on the same page you know yeah and I feel like as a band everyone has to be on the same page so if you feel like now with the new ensemble that you have, you're on the same page, then that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it was really cool feeling like the chemistry when it was just Sandra and I, we had this, like the first show, um, after the new lineup change and it was just uh, her and I, we had already picked our drummer, but we played at Desi's house, you know, for modern natives. Yes. Um, and, it was like a cool chemistry just having the two of us. And then, um, you know, Cole said yes to me because Cole is a very in-demand drummer and she she wanted to be in the coven and she's just That's really awesome. excited. And, you know, she's someone who's just like magnificent. And um, the fact she has this like ability to just kind of be psychic. Mm-hmm. Like she okay. just knows she can play the song perfectly the first time you ever show it to her. Like well, she's just very good at listening. That's the thing is that's that's uh, the mark of a great drummer, a, a good yeah. drummer who can stay in the pocket. Like the yes. first time that you're playing with somebody, you don't need to do a whole bunch of crazy fills and, and yeah. try and go ham. Like if you can stay in the pocket, you can finish most songs. Most songs mm-hmm. are in four four. Most yeah. songs have like a build up to the chorus, or like right. you you have a feel, and like that's a that's a mark of a great drummer, dude. So that's yeah. awesome. And she, yeah, I'm so grateful for her. Oh yeah. And then, um, you know, Sandra's a badass, and then Chris is amazing, and he just adds so much. You know, we jam all the time, and it just happened. I was like, you want to be in my band? Shit. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. That's and what's he's, up. He's dude. a beautiful man. Um, yeah, beautiful, and I, man. beautiful, gorgeous man. <laughs> and you know, I don't really care to 
maybe get better at guitar. Sometimes I do. I sit there and get better, but I like my shittiness. So it's like I have this cool vibe of like my shitty guitar and his awesome guitar and Sandra's boomy bass. I want to add some more fuzz to that, mm-hmm. you know, and then Cole, like you just got to have a good drummer. You know what I mean? You have like, to. It's Kurt the Cobain foundation. Said, yes. Kurt Cobain said that they're the most important person in a band, you know, because like the thing is like. You need a pocket, like you said, and and the thing is, like I'm the I'm the front person, so it's like sometimes I, I want to syncopate things or do things, but the pocket's got to be there, the timing, and like if they can react to things, and it makes for a compelling show, and people just you know that's what people mosh to, that's what people right. feel, and it's supposed to be felt, um, and I'm all about like you know just simple functional drums, but. Cole adds a certain like groove to it. She's got this feel. You know what know, we call breathes. that? You know what we call that? What? Call that sauce. Sauce? Sauce. Sauce? Yeah, sauce. 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 <laughs> no, like, sauce though. That's you put some sauce on it, man. You gotta yeah. put sauce on it. But sometimes you get lost in the sauce. You get lost in the sauce. But yeah. No, that 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 doesn't happen with Cole. No. No. She's just, like, just the right amount of sauce. Dude, yes. Exactly. And it helps that we're all cute and like, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, I'm, I'm the youngest. Everyone's in their thirties, but they're like super cute. I mean, people in the thirties are still beautiful and forties and beyond, but I'm just saying like, don't be ageless. I know. I'm, right. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I don't kidding. mean, <laughs> I'm like, shit, I don't want people to think cause I'm really no, not I'm like joking, that. I think I'm that joking. you so should you be fuck a 70 year old because you don't just hell yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 well, no, 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 but I, know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That's good that you guys are all cute. That definitely helps. Yeah, it helps, right? <laughs> Cuteness helps. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, funny. I mean, I just think especially, we're kind of like uh, interesting looking. What's his name? The the guitar Chris. player, Chris. Especially yeah, Chris. he's super cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like guys with long hair. Oh my goodness, he has long hair. Yeah, I can't do that. If I grow my hair out long, it just grows up. Oh yeah, like a Afro Dominican Afro. Yes, Dominican Afro. No, I don't like I it. it. I look like a fucking makeup brush. <laughs> a Q-tip. <laughs> yeah, no, I look like one of them troll doll shits. But like, not a hundred percent. It's not green or purple or anything. It's just tall. It gives me a good like four inches in height though. Like, Damn. With my hair doll, I'm like I'm like five eleven, five six foot. You know, but um, let's see. We talked about the EP. We talked about frequencies and and all that good shit, <laughs> and fucking <laughs> the sauce. law of attraction. Talking about house, 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 and we talked about a lot. But um, we're about to get into uh, some plugs. To wrap this up, because we've been going for over an hour at this point. Yeah, it just flies by, doesn't it? Yeah, it just flies by. Just go with the flow. Yeah, always. (laughs) And um, the premiere of drum roll. What is it? Orange Fox. Yeah. So before we get out of here, do some plugs. Tell them about the show tonight, which is tonight would be the sixth. Yes, so it's at Voltaire yes. with Zig Debra, this amazing, like, beautiful Depeche Mode-like dream, like, Madonna, like... 80s. 80s, and it's fucking amazing. It's just, you know, DNB synth, beautiful female vocals, and, ooh, ooh, ooh. like, lights. They have, like, amazing lights, and I can't wait, because that's my favorite music to listen Fire. to. And um, you're actually going to see Chris on the drums. Hey. He can play drums and he plays amazingly. That's dope. Because Cole can't make it, but she'll be there tomorrow, the 7th. Oh, oh. Um, and you'll see Chris on the guitar. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to have shirts. We're going to have CDs. Ooh. We're going to like, oh, and then we're playing with Seven Shadows, which is another yes, um, very that's, gothy That's band. Sandy's band, right? Yeah, Sandy's Sandy. band. And I also sing backup in that band sometimes oh. with them. Yeah. Oh. And I'm so excited. They're doing this event in Pennsylvania. Holy shit. You're going? Um, yes. Oh. Yes. So it's like this super amazing place. And they have like the biggest um, Ouija board on the rooftop at the hotel. And oh, it's shit. Like, so it's some spooky shit. What, the, what is it? Vampiricon or something like that? Never heard of it. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I need to look at it again. Um, <laughs> love fun. you guys. They'll, they'll be there. Yeah, they'll be, be yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll be there, and um, yeah, I'm so excited. Yay. And then the show, the seventh, is where? 
at Loser Lounge. Gotcha. Boom. Yeah. Loser Lounge. Make sure you guys are there. Celebrate the new single. That's uh, is the EP going to be out then? No, the EP is going to be released months later, but we'll okay. be dropping things on the way there. Good, because like I said, there's older music that's just was getting already redone. released, getting redone, just put out remaster, there. remaster, getting remastered. Exactly. All right, exactly. so look out for those remastered <laughs> singles. Make sure you come out to uh, Loser Lounge, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. L O Z E R. Yes. Lounge. Make sure y'all come out there the seventh tonight. If you're around the Voltaire area, make sure you come out to Voltaire. It's the sixth. Go check that shit out. And uh, any other shows? Any other plugs? Where can the people find you on Instagram and Facebook? Oh man! So Facebook is we are the Coven, which is T H E space C O V E N N E. E. Thinking about closing the space. Um, okay. And then Band Official, the Coven Band Official. Instagram is the Coven Band Official. Fuck yeah. We got Twitter, the Coven Band. I got to get on Twitter. Yeah, dude. Oh, so I did. I started a SoundCloud. I'm kind of like a SoundCloud rapper. Get I've on been. me on SoundCloud then. <laughs> uh, follow me on SoundCloud. The Throne Podcast. Yes. Follow me. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's where you do the thing. That's where yeah. everything is done. And it's also on iTunes. Make sure you drop a rating and subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app. Do that. Yay. Okay. Never miss an episode. Uh is that it for your plugs? Um yeah. Dude, I'm excited. All these fun things are happening. Yes, big things, big things, yeah. big things. Uh as far as me, on Instagram you can follow me if you don't already at the Throne Podcast with underscores, the underscore throne underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud, the same uh URL, the Throne Podcast with the uh, underscores. And if you search us on the iTunes podcast app, the Throne Podcast, you'll find us there. You can subscribe, get notifications when we drop a new episode every Friday, and drop a rating, five stars. Let people know what you think of the show, and make sure you like us on Facebook. If you want to sponsor me, like XL Drumsticks already has, Yeet. make sure you email me at thethronejc at gmail.com. Other than that, stay tuned for the Coven's latest single off the new EP, not yet released. Make sure y'all listen. Orange Fox, here it is. S- Sandy, thank you so much for being Fox, I think so, I think so.